Okay, I'm Nick Bircher, and this week I'm kicking off a second series of the Nordic Future Makers podcast. So before we go into the main episode today, let's hear from Barack Obama. Uh, it is true that our Nordic friends have a reputation today, uh, unlike the past, for modesty and propriety, but don't let them fool you. Um, In these Nordic countries, things actually can get a little wild. Uh, I understand that in Norway, for example, one of the big hits on TV is (laughs) National Firewood Night. This is true. Video of logs burning for hours and hours and hours. That's crazy. Another show involved a video camera being strapped to the front of a train so viewers could watch the rails for seven hours. This sounds like riveting entertainment. (laughs) But we are grateful for our friendship with the Nordic peoples. So what Barack Obama is talking about did actually happen. And the man behind all of this is from Norway's NRK TV channel. Thomas Hellem, welcome to the Nordic Future Makers podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And I believe you're currently somewhere near Bergen in Norway. Yes, actually, it's a, it's a long, long, <laughs> actually a slow holiday on my, on my boat. Just now sitting in an apple garden, watching out on the sea and uh, enjoying the conversation with you. Perfect. So can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please? My background is kind of TV technical. I was a lighting engineer and producer and so on. Uh, now I work in Norwegian Broadcast Corporation's uh, office in Bergen. It's the it's the second largest office of, of NRK in Norway, and we uh, we produce a lot of television for uh, for national broadcasts and i worked there since 1992 it's a <laughs> it's a long life and working as a producer and project manager for for various tv shows but lately also a lot with what you just called slow tv or suck the table as we say it in, in norwegian so slow tv We heard Obama reference it, and it's picked up a following around the world. But for those who don't know about it, please can you tell us a little bit more about what it is and tell us the story of how it's developed? Okay, this was back in 2009, and we were some colleagues in our little lunchroom in in the office in Bergen, just sitting there and uh, chatting as you do when you eat your lunch. And this was the 100 years anniversary for the Bergen Line. That's a, a railway going from Western Norway to Eastern Norway. And it was an anniversary. We were working with an, uh, what I should say, uh, an ordinary documentary. And suddenly one of us just said, why don't we just put a camera in front of the train and just put the whole thing on TV? And we laughed a bit. But it, it was like this, this thought you Sometimes can get when you are drunk on a party or uh, <laughs> seems like a good idea and you wake up the next day and it's not a good idea. But this, this idea 
kept turning around in our head and we laughed also the next day and then we just uh, some we just took a phone call to our commissioning editors in oslo and and said that we want to make a, a documentary about the bergen railway in full length and and at first they didn't understand yes uh, full length that's a good idea but how long should the documentary be uh, we said full length seven hours and and four minutes yes we understand but how long should the documentary be yes we mean that seven hours and four minutes <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> and they also laughed and that was a good thing because they laughed and, and there was a good reaction and it's also part of the story that they had lately tried to to make some friday nights on our second channel and make the friday nights kind of a theme night they they put together four or five different documentaries about this, the same theme and our and we argued that come on this is this is just 14 half hour documentaries put very tight together and and make it a seven hour show from the train and i heard from the discussion later that the reason we got yes uh, yes to to do this to, and to make it that was uh, one in the over the commissioning editors uh, asked said in the in the meeting that what's what's most most dangerous for a company like norwegian broadcasting is it to put up a, s a strange tv program on a friday night or is it to say no to a crazy idea from our own employees and that was the the, the main reason that they finally said yes go ahead let's try and see what comes of it it's uh, after all this was only one friday night out of 366 <laughs> days a, a year so if it's if it went wrong it, it wouldn't make such a, a big harm so we filmed the the whole trip from from bergen to oslo and it's a brave thing because there's no script you don't know what's going to happen it's a seven hour program as someone's approved it just based on a concept when we made it in 2009 it, we had no other idea that just let's see what's happened and and we we put one camera in front one uh, out on each side and we had one camera in the in the train just occasionally talking to some to some passengers and uh, and going off and on on stations and so on but mostly it was the, it was the journey as if you were the passenger on on board the train and it was a, a recorded uh, show we we found a very nice sunny beautiful day in september and we edited it and we put it up on tv on a friday night in november at the actual anniversary day and we thought that we had made a great tv show for like 2000 train spotters in norway or something like that but this was a, a huge success and this was also my first uh, really good experience with social media it was a, a big discussion in twitter and facebook and i suddenly realized that was like all the people were in the same train they were discussing the same view the same experience and and had a as it was thousands of, of people on that train that evening we even got messages from people on parties they turned down our volume and turned up their own music and uh, and just had the screen and the, and the nice view from the from the trip and uh, so people experienced the program in very different ways but uh, everybody has had a kind of a 
kind of a journey together in, in, in seven hours. And one funny thing was there was an, an old man, 76 years old, and he had watched the whole thing. There was, uh, the, the time was 2.30 in the night. It was um, uh, near the end. And he, he got up to take down the, the luggage from the, <laughs> from the carriage <laughs> and suddenly realized, bumped his head into the curtain rod and, and realized that he was in his own living room. So he had a, he had a, a, a strong experience of really, really traveling. So how many people were watching? Was it um, just a few train spotters or was it crazy numbers? For us, it was kind of crazy. It was 1.2 million Norwegian watched part of the show, not all of it. But they joined and watched part of the show, 1.2 million. And we are like five to six million people in, in this country. So for us, it was a, a, a wow. huge success wow. and, and, uh, and quite surprisingly because, we did, as I said, we, we thought we'd done something very, very crazy for a small number of people but obviously many people liked what they saw and and we didn't call it slow tv at that time that was an expression coming up later but we certainly thought that we had found some interesting way to tell some stories and the day after or the week after or something like that we just we found the Hurtiruten company, that's a ship company. It's a boat uh, journey going from Bergen, my hometown, up to Kirkenes in the north of Norway. It takes five and a half days. And we called them and said we want to do the journey live on television uh, in a year or two. Obviously, it needed a, a lot of planning. So you very quickly finished the train and immediately think, what can we do next? And you get in contact with the boat straight away. Yes, so we, we start the planning actually the, the week after, but it took us nearly two years to, to do the planning for, for Hurtruten, which, uh, which we did in 2011. And again, it's the brave, the brave thought and the brave uh, thing about this is our commissioning editors who dared the first time in, with the Bergen Railway, they, they dared to give us seven hours on a Friday night. Now they dared to give us the whole channel for five and a half days. Uh, they put away the news, they put away everything else on the channel and said, here's the NRK2 channel, it's yours for five and a half days. Let's see what we can make out of it. And one other interesting thing was, uh, as I said, the railway production was a, a, a recorded production and we had one particular picture from one station we from the train we just called a, a journalist and, and told him that we were on board and he came down to the station and he talked to us two minutes and then the the train rolled off and and in our editing room we saw this picture and we saw this picture of this journalist standing alone on the platform taking picture of the train and we said to ourselves, what if this was live and not recorded? How would this platform and this station, how would it look like then? Would uh, more people show up and, and how could this 
interact with the audience if this was live. So we said uh, if we if we are going to do the Hurtigruten minute by minute, we have to do it live. And that was a decision that we regretted as late as 14 days before the the, the journey because it was it was never done before, and and it was a, a, a huge technical challenge to to transmit live. 24/7 from a boat out on the sea in waves and everything, but that was a, a huge challenge for clever technical people in in Norwegian broadcasting who, who took the, the challenge on and and did something very nice out of it. So, to make a long long story short, we we just set off in in June 2011 and transmitted live five and a half days, and that was still the the most stunning experience i had in in my 28 years in nrk definitely but you didn't leave it there you you'd learned a lot and now you had this thing that people were calling slow tv so what happened next after the 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 written we just sat down and, and now it was called slow tv now it was a big uh, expression this was 3.2 million norwegian joined part of this five and a half days and, and watched something and it was all time high for the for the NRK2 channel and it was a, a huge huge success in Norway and, and obviously a great experience for all of us working with it. But so we sat down afterwards and, and kind of discussed what what is this? What what is the why are people so fascinated about about this? And it I don't think we have the the full the full answer yet, but we, but we have some criterias that we like to say that this was this this was uh, because it was live. People kind of experience a big event at the same time, though they are sitting in in their own living room. They kind of experience it together with other people, just like a big sport event. And it's uh, nice pictures and uh, HD of uh, and uh, every technical uh, aspects that we use also in in big sports events it's, it was just another subject for for the program then not sport but something different a journey and it was on television not on web on of course on the web you can you can watch anything you like for 24 hours if you like but it's i think the the big screen the tv still has the power to gather big masses together at the same time and it's it's nothing cut away it's everything is there the boring parts and the and the interesting part it's it's not a clever producer who have took up just the interesting parts and and give it as an extract to you it's it's everything there and and you as a viewer have to find out what do i think is interesting and what do i think is is boring and you can go out to make yourself a cup of coffee, come back to the TV screen, nothing has changed, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and 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 sit there and and just uh, decide if you want to sit on the edge of the chair, learn the name of things, and, and really go into the journey, or if you just want to lean back in your coach and and just have it as a nice picture with nice Norwegian music which we played, or uh, or just so so people watch slow tv in very different ways and put different things into it because uh, because 
it's it's like a journey. You you sit there on the boat. You occasionally watch out the window, and while you do so, the, the your your own thoughts are flying, and and you think about different things, and and in that way, you every viewer put different stories into this picture or storytelling, which we call slow TV, and we we discovered that it. If you just keep a picture, if you if you have a very nice picture, you normally will cut to another picture uh, very fast. If you just if you just keep it, if you keep the picture so long that it really hurts as a TV producer, you start watching this picture in a different way. You you kind of go into details in the pictures, and you you kind of make make other stories into the picture you watch it more like you would do on a on a paint exhibition uh, exhibition for for example and a nice story with, uh, with this was we went to london to a company who normally sell programs and and rights and formats for for nrk and and we were going to uh, to explain to this executive what what slow tv really was and and i had this picture or this video clip from a cow north in Norway. And we sailed by a farm and we filmed a cow out in the field. And we kept that picture for 10 minutes on live television. And the cow is, you see the, the cow in a beautiful landscape. It's a farmhouse, there's a flag out. The cow is wandering along the, the sea and going towards a fence and it's eating something and then it's going back. That's all that's happening. But when you see this picture so, so long, you, you start to wonder, is the cow alone? Uh, where is the farmer? Have he went to town? Is anybody home? What's going to happen with the cow? And you start to watch the picture and with the nice music we had on, you might, might think where am I going to on vacation next year this was a beautiful landscape maybe you should go there and you sit with your uh, with your friend in the sofa and you may discuss where are we going on vacation next year and so what I mean is your thoughts are somewhere else when you watch this picture of this cow so we we run those 10 minutes for this executive in London and, and he the next day we got this email from him said that this damn cow kept me awake all night <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of understood yeah some yeah. of the magic with with slow tv then okay so it's gone international um i saw sweden last year with the moose migration i've seen the bbc doing things in the uk and all sorts of people have been playing with this this concept now Australia have done something, Finland, yeah, some, some countries have made it. And those, those who have made success with it is those who have really put money, effort, and, uh, and done it nice and big and not... Because this is not watching paint dry or, uh, or, or just doing something simple on the web, putting up one single camera and see see something it's not art for for us it, it's storytelling 
and we put a lot of effort and, and resources and, and money into the production because we want to learn something and, uh, and really experience it with, with new, new cameras, new angles, and graphics, maps, uh, Norwegian music, and, and yeah, we put a lot of effort into the programs. And, and those who have succeeded in other countries are those who have really put some, uh, some effort into, into it. And, and in NRK, we have made, let's say, one or two productions a year since 2011. And that's because we, we think that we want to keep it as an event for the, for the audience. So, so, so not too often, but once or twice a year. And we have done uh, journeys. Uh, and we have also, we said that we can either take something long and make it in, into a theme, or we can take a theme and make it long. So we have also done uh, Norwegian Woodfire Nights, where we where we had four hours just talking about different aspects of wood and wood chopping, and also eight hours of a burning fireplace just with music. That was totally total twelve hours just in the <laughs> into one theme. That's wood, wood fire, wood chopping, everything, every aspects of wood. We have done knitting, knitting TV, 12 hours of knitting. Uh, so we, we, tried, we tried different stories because after Hörtiruten, we thought, first we thought this we could never do again. It's, it's, uh, and then we just tried on different subjects, uh, different uh, ways. And now we think that we can take many stories and tell them in a slow TV way. Uh, you can tell them as a 30 seconds Facebook story, you can tell them in a news story, in a documentary, or, or some of them you can, you can tell in a, in a slow TV format. But what shall I say, in the, in the, in the same way we, we are now getting our, to be our own worst enemies, because, because we want to find something that's, yeah, a great story, a stunning story, something that's uh, remarkable, and we want people to to laugh and to say "Wow" and to say "No, that's not possible to make TV out of that." That's the that's the key reaction we want, and and it's it's of course getting more and more difficult to to get that reaction as as we as we make programs each year, and we get uh, every week we get nice response from from audience uh, around the world and also you know attention from from media abroad and so on it's been it's actually been a nice escape over the last few months and i think it's great hearing the story of it and i'm keen to see where where you take slow tv next i think slow tv and 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 this way of telling stories could work Anywhere, I don't think Norwegian are particularly mad TV <laughs> watchers, <laughs> uh, uh, TV audience. But uh, I think this this could work anywhere in the world. I think uh, it's a it's a common human thing to to sometimes uh, have this need to to slow down to experience something from from beginning to end, 
and experience it. So, uh, but at the same time, each country have to find stories that that are uh, related to somehow their own culture, and and to find something that that can uh, that many people in that country can relate to and and find interesting. Thank you for your time, Thomas. Thank you. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And for everyone else, I think Thomas is another great example of a Nordic future maker. Someone who is continually pushing the boundaries to find new ways of telling stories on Norwegian TV and beyond. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast. And I hope you will listen again in the future. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you.